welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. Let me turn up my levels real quick. You know we like doing live editing here. Hello, I can hear myself now. All right. Okay. <laughs> welcome to another episode. Hey, folks. The finals were last weekend. It was my birthday weekend. I was still paying attention. I was still coherent. I could still see everything and hear everything. And we're going to hear a lot today on uh, on the show. I got a lot of clips for you uh, to listen to. It was a cool weekend. A lot of stories. A lot of cool things that happened this weekend. A lot of good. A lot of good things to look forward to in the future too. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more. Uh, but we're gonna get right into it because it's a lot of stuff, folks. And essentially, these podcasts are storytelling. Because you know, if you didn't see the race, uh, you can listen and and figure out what happened. And even if you did see the race, you come and listen and hear my take on it. Uh, and and a few more folks takes. Uh, and a, and a few. You know, we got things. We're cooking up things. We're cooking up some things over here. But anyway, let's just get right to it. So at the start of the weekend, we got, let's start with, there were four sessions this weekend. Okay. And let's start with the fact that there's qualifying points, but everything is points and a half. Remember last week we talked about points and a half. Instead of three uh, points being the most you could get in a session, Four points. They take the top four runs. So it's four, three, two, one. The uh, the fourth best of the session gets one point. The best uh, pass of the session uh, gets four points. So we're going to get right into it. So we know funny cars are first on Friday. Let's talk about it. Cruz Pedragon put on a show this weekend, folks. 384-0. He's got a bracket car. 322.58 miles per hour. So you see, just just look at that, folks. And, and you know, we talk about it all the time how how different uh, what different ways of running these cars, right? But look at that, three eighty four. That's definitely top ten, top five runs of the season. And he's only going three twenty two down there at the big end of the racetrack. Uh, they would fix that before the end of the weekend. Uh, but they got Lee Beard on on board, John Collins. And the rest of the guys, man, I tell you what, they got that snap-on Dodge Hellcat Charger singing, man. I tell you what, he's going to get four points. John Force, how about John Force is going to get two points, or I'm sorry, he's going to get three points because he's the second quickest. That's where the two came from. John Force, 3.893, 330.55 miles per hour. Now, take a look at that, folks. 389.3, just dipping it, just, just a dipping a toe into the 80s. And he's over 330.55 miles per hour. Cruz Pedragon is literally, because math, let's look at math here, five-tenths of a second faster, and he's only going 222 miles per hour down there. Like, crazy, crazy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about how, how they do that and, and things like that. They'll add more fuel into it, make it rich down there, and it'll really run uh, run hard out the back end. But you don't have to run the big speeds out the back to, to see the results on the scoreboard, as we can see. Tim Wilkerson was number three, 3.894, 330.07 miles per hour. He's going to get two points. Alexis DeJoria is going to get one point, 3.897, 328.38 miles per hour. So look at those, folks. Uh, you see four cars in the Cool Kids Club or the 80s, and we got... 
322 is the car that's on top. How about that? Bob Tasker was fifth best, 3.906, 326.24. He's not going to get the points, though. He's going to miss it by, I mean, we're talking fractions of a second, folks. But also, before we move on uh, going through the session, uh, 389.3, 389.4. So between one and two and three, we got one thousandth of a second there. And then look, in number four, 389.7. So three thousandths of a second from four to uh, fourth best to third best on the qualifying sheet. It's very impressive. J.R. Todd was sixth best, 3.919, 322.11. Blake Alexander was number seven, 3.919. 322.11 miles per hour. And that's the end of the th uh, the cars that were in the threes after the first session. Jim Campbell, 401. Uh, Jeff Wren is 406. Nice to see Jeff Wren back on the sheet. Matt Hagen didn't make a full representative pass. He's still in the uh, in the chase at this point, folks. 419, 220. The rest of the cars did not make representative runs. Uh, that 406... By Jeff Arend, uh 306, he was still running pretty hard out the back end. So we won't call that a representative pass, but that's a solid pass for them. 406, it's going to put him number nine. All right, we're going to move on to top fuel. We're going we're gonna to fly through this stuff. I mean, it's a lot, guys. It's a lot. Guys and girls, guys and girls. Here we go. In the first session, hey, how about we got Maurice DuPont, folks. The last time he strapped himself into a top fuel car was before I was born. I turned 30 last week. 1992 was the last time Maurice DuPont was burning nitro. And he has raced against some of the heavy hitters of, of top fuel history. Like, I, want, I just want to play this sound for you. And then we're going to listen to an interview as well before we start talking about the runs. Uh, but I just wanted to shed some light on this. And me, looking the way I do, we all know what I'm talking about. It's great to see representation in the sport. How about he was sponsored by the money team, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah, that Floyd Money Mayweather. That one. So we're getting some interest in the sport. Eyes are on the sport. We're going to hear him talk about it in just a second. But I, wanted, I really wanted to just say how cool that is. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna listen. We're gonna play the sound, and then we're gonna be right back into top fuel session number one. How, how about this? Just to give you longtime fans an idea, Maurice, who did run just kind of a part-time schedule back in the day, Maurice on his resume has raced head-to-head -head with Joe Amato, Pat Austin, Kenny Bernstein, Frank Bradley, Eddie Hill, Dick LaHaye, Corey <laughs> Mack, and Don Perdome. Hell yes. <laughs> you and your son are going to have a team out here next year racing full season, two dragsters. That 30-year gap for you, Maurice, why is this unfinished business now? It's unfinished business because my son and I was always in the living room talking mess. And we do street racing. We go up, race the bikes. And I said, I'm still better than him. I said, I'll go to the school first. You go through second. We build two cars. Let's go have fun bring a little notoriety to NHRA, have a little fun. You said that you guys are going to head down, uh, do the licensing for him in December, but talk about the pitch to Floyd Mayweather to get into drag racing. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and 
there's been a five-year deal going on. COVID hit, extended an extra two years, and here we are today. You know, he gave me an okay about six months ago. He's like, Mo, put it together. I'm backing you. I'm behind you. Go do it. What we need to do. I said, I'll put all the pieces of the puzzle together, and you just come out and enjoy it. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Man, that is cool. <laughs> it is. How about that? Two cartoon folks. That's cool. I love that. Uh, so this is only the beginning, though. The sport's going to grow. Uh, you heard him. Uh, we're going to bring some notoriety to the sport. Whether you want to grow or not, we're going to. And, um, yeah, I just I have thoughts about that. I feel like I've been watching this sport uh, for 20 years, and I feel like it's stayed in the same space. Uh, and that's problematic, uh, especially when we have the kind of cars and the kind of personalities that we have. There's no reason this shouldn't be mainstream. It's the coolest thing on the planet. I mean, these are cars that shoot fire, right? Like, and but we have a diversity of classes. Uh, we got the the sportsman classes, and you know. So, but anyway, I, I don't. We're gonna talk more about that in the off season because I definitely do want to have some really really smart guys on here uh, who also feel the same way. Uh, but anytime I get a chance to use my platform to speak out on that, I do. Uh, the sport should have grown much bigger than it is right now. Uh, but it's going to grow whether people like it or not. I heard Kevin Hart and uh, Floyd were at the racetrack on Saturday. Uh, I'm, they didn't do any interviews or anything, and I didn't see any press or anything about that. But again, problem, right? Uh, you got these big name folks who are mainstream and trying to, you know, Hey, you got to just take advantage of the opportunities that you have. And that's how I feel about that. Anyway, top fuel session number one. That was that that clip was from what you heard. So um, Maurice DuPont didn't make a full pass in the first pass. 442 to 191.65. But they'll pull it around in session number two and try to get it in there. He's number nine best. Nine best. He's number nine on the sheet of the session. He's got the ninth best quick time. Uh, how about Antron Brown was uh, going to get the four points? And I believe at this point he was still in it, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, whatever. It doesn't matter. So Antron Brown, four points, 332.10 miles per hour, 3.715. He's going to get four points. Josh Hart was number two, 3.718, three thousandths of a second off of uh, Antron Brown. How about 335.07 miles per hour? Very nice. And then in the three spot, we got Brittany Force, 3.742, 328.46 miles per hour. She's going to get two points. That helps her, folks. Uh, you know, David Grubnick, Max Savage, they like to go aggressive every time. You know, they like they want to be out there. They want to be first quick every session, especially when they're in the points. Um, so, and Grubby said it. He said it last year, too. Um, one point is a round, right? It's, it's, it's important. It's a thousand points, right? Uh, especially when we're fighting for a championship. And, you know, they were behind, right? So... Tony Schumacher was fourth. He's going to get one point, 3.759, miles per hour. Justin Ashley, who's also in the in the conversation, <laughs> who's the points leader, Justin Ashley is going to run 
315.19. So it might have a cylinder ride on the top end of the racetrack. That's not a typical um, Mike Green speed down there at the at the big end. Uh, Alex Laughlin is number six, 3.797, That's a nice run for that team, the Havlin boys and girls. And then how about Krista Baldwin, number seven? She had a nice paint scheme. Uh, it was a uh, dedication to her father, uh, Baldwin, racing on there uh, on the side of it. it that was a nice-looking car, uh, and she drove it very well this weekend. Uh, a very nice 3.908, uh, 294.95. That's a solid run for them. Uh, again, they don't run a whole lot. Uh, and again, we, we talk about it every week. The the way to get better in Nitro is to make runs. And let's, let's just face it, folks. It's expensive to run these things, you know. Uh, but they got help. And, 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 I mean, the car looked really good this weekend. And that was really cool for her. Sean Langdon was number eight best. 428-188. And Maurice DuPont is below him. Uh, and he didn't make a full run as well. Other notables that didn't make full runs. Steve Torrance, Austin Proc, Doug Kalitta, Mike Salinas, Cam Foray, Clay Milliken, and Leah Pruitt. I want to go back in the first session. Who didn't make full runs? Uh, let's see. Paulie, Bobby Bodie, Ron Caps, Robert Height, Chad Green, and Steven Dincham. Uh, Ron Caps and... Uh, Robert Hyde are in the points, and they didn't make full pass. Nobody that was in the top three of the points in the first session made a full pass. I think that's interesting. But it's okay, because they got two sessions on this day. And the second one is under the lights with header flames, folks. We got Matt Hagen's going to be on top after day one. Uh, Wait, let me see. That doesn't seem right. Well, no, he's not going to be on top, because Clay or Cruz Pedregon is still number one qualifier, 3.841 in the first session, but he was not as quick the second time. Listen to these numbers, folks. Matt Hagen's going to get four points, 3.844, Again, look at the speed. Not in the 330s, but still in the low 80s. That's amazing. Cruz Pedregon, rinse and repeat, 3.849. 32703. We're going to listen to that one. Um, and Alan kind of kind of raised an interesting point. He asked, what would be the point of trying to repeat the 84 that they ran in the first session? Uh, and, and Brian Loans, I think, answered it beautifully, you know, because you get a nitro car to do the same thing twice. Like, I think that's kind of that kind of goes without saying, you know, uh, you want consistency out here, especially in nitro. And, you know, why why wouldn't you want to repeat it? You know, you're already number one. 84, that's a solid, solid pass. But would you believe it, folks? That wouldn't even be number one at the end of qualifying. It's quite amazing how they were running this past weekend. So Cruz Pedragon, Pedragon <laughs> makes another solid pass, 3.8. Four nine five thousandths of a second off of Matt Hagen's three eighty four four, three twenty seven. Creep that speed is creeping up now, starting to inch towards the three thirties. Now we're starting to get into the cool kids. Uh, hey, I'm looking at this thing. I'm y'all know me. I jump all all, all around. Um, but how about four, five, and six quickest of the session all ran the exact same speed, almost to the hundredth. 
almost to the 100. 333, 333, 333. We'll, we'll talk about it more in a second. Bob Tasker was going to, he's going to be number three. He's going to get two points. 3.856, 322, 65. Uh, he got it over near the, uh, the center line. He uh, clicked it off. Uh, very wise uh, of him or else that thing would have been over 330 for sure. Uh, that's Mike Neff uh, kind of horsepower. Uh, which interesting news came out uh, about Matt, uh, Mike Neff. He's teaming back up with Tony Schumacher next season. So silly season has begun. Lots of the announcements started these past weekend, and it was pretty cool to listen to. Uh, but, yeah, that, I think that actually dropped after race day. But, anyway, uh, John Force was going to get another point. 3.864, 333.49 miles per hour. Robert Hyatt, his teammate and the president of John Force Racing, 3.866, just two thousandths of a second off the boss man, 333.58 miles per hour. He got him on speed, though, ever so slightly. In the number six spot, hey, how about sixth best? 3.882 is only good enough for number six in the session. Not on the sheet, in the session. 333.58 miles per hour. I'm sorry, I said, let me go back and make sure I said these right. 333.49 for John Forrest. 333.25 for Robert Height. So actually, John Forrest got him on speed ever so slightly. Tim Wilkerson, 333.58 miles per hour. We always make sure we do accuracy here because we're talking about performance. We want to make sure it's accurate. Jim Campbell, hey, how about Jim Campbell is seventh best in the session, 3.920, 320.89 miles per hour. Hey, look at that car, folks. That is a dangerous car. That car always goes down the track, right? Now they're running low 90s. Hey, hey. They talked to Jim Dunn after. He said, well, we hurt some parts just now, but we're just going to go back and hurt some more. <laughs> like, look, when you're when you run the car harder, you work, you go through parts quite fast, quite fast. So that's why you see some of the teams that don't have the the parts kind of inventory that some of the bigger teams have. They don't run it as hard. They're usually running in the, the conservative to soft section on the sheet because they d can't afford to run the car as hard as some of the other cars do. So that, 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 that is important, and that's something that we don't talk about enough. So it's cool to see Jim Campbell running low 390s, 320. I mean, the car has always been over 320 miles an hour, but it's been in the low 40s. And a couple races ago, they started running 90s. Uh, mid 90s, they've they've always been capable of an upper 90, but now they've been running in threes consistently, 390s, and now it's low 390, 392. That's amazing. Uh, we got Jr. Todd. Hey, how about he was quicker than Jr. Todd in the DHL? That beautiful pinked out Toyota Super 3.924 by four thousandths of a second. He was quicker, but Jr. Todd was faster. Three. Point or 329.34 miles per hour. Wow. Pretty cool. Uh, we got Chad Green, 3.957, 325. Chad, uh, I said that already. <laughs> Paul Lee, 3.991, 318 
on the big end. The rest of the cars did not make full passes in this session. Uh, Jason Rupert, Bobby Bodie, Alexis DeJoya, Ron Caps, another one that he did not make down the racetrack. Steven Dencham and Terry Haddock also did not complete passes of representation of their car. So let's listen to the Cruz Pedregal run because I just think it's, it's ridiculous that you can get a car to run 384 twice. So let's check it out. He was next door to John Forrest. I, I want to play this one because it was it was so interesting because um, moving it over as we do we knew we do live editing here it's okay uh, let's see what we got here yeah you probably I don't know I think I heard that you might not have heard that but anyway uh, so <laughs> how about John Forrest and Cruz Pedregon sat on the starting line in qualifying just sat there <laughs> it was a, it was a solid it was a solid solid let's look at some of the incrementals on that one. Since we're talking about it, um, three uh, three point one one zero at six hundred sixty feet for Cruz Pedregon. We like to see them under three twenty, but he's almost at three ten. Wow, two point two zero nine at three thirty, eight sixty in a funny car that's getting it. But how about over in the other lane, John Forrest, eight fifty eight, folks. But he was about two thousand two hundreds off of Cruz Pedregon. All the way down the racetrack. And it definitely showed. Yeah, that, that was about how it went. He was about two thousandths of or two hundredths of a second off of Cruz Pedregon as they went down the racetrack. Uh, but he wasn't far behind. I mean, the header flames were shooting way over the roof. Uh, it was a great way to wrap up the session. So let's check it out. Get a deep stage first. Or not stage first. Three point eight four nine for Cruz. Three point eight six four for John. And guess what? They both got in between Matt and Robert. Low ET of the round. Matt Hagen. Give him four points. And then Cruz. And then Bob. And then John. Give Robert zero. There you go. So we snug it up a little bit more. And, and to answer the question you said, you said, what would be the point of coming up to repeat the 84? In my mind, the point is, will it do what we tell it to do twice? You were on cloud nine today, Cruz. Yeah, I'm down here acting a fool, but you know, after the year we've had, I think I'm allowed to do that. Now, you know, I'm just so pleased that, uh, that the team get, got together. We brought in a guy, Lee, and I got to hand it to JC and the team. They, they've accepted him with open arms. And it's a real team effort here. There's not one guy or in particular. We had a good foundation here. We won some races. JC, I love him and the team I have. But, uh, you know, it's just working good for us now. We're taking full advantage of it. This is my home track. Got a lot of homies up there in the stands. But, uh, you know, we're going to take it. We're going to be cliche on you. Going to take it one, rate, one run at a time. But so far, so good for the team. And, uh, hey, Russell's moving. Everybody that helps us out here just uh, – but I'm going to act a fool the rest of the night. I might even have a cocktail later. But, uh, but I'll You absolutely are, Cruz Pedragon. You absolutely are. That thing was flying. Hauling the mail, putting the coals to it. Man, I tell you what. That was a nice-looking pass. I know you can't see them. You can just hear them. But, man, I, that was a nice-looking pass as they were going down there side-by-side. Side. Uh, the two champs, the two grizzled veterans. I love how they just sat there. Uh, but, hey, also, by the way, folks, Cruz Pedregon, in his career, has not ever run this quick. 3.84 career best numbers. Career best numbers for Cruz Pedregon. That's awesome. We love to see those kind of things 
at the Auto Club Finals. Hey, folks, by the way, this is the last Auto Club Finals. Uh, that that Well, maybe not Auto Club, but In-N-Out Burger is coming out as the title sponsor of the racetrack. So I'm not sure if uh, AAA will continue to sponsor uh, the Winter Nats and the... Um, well, there is no more Winter Nats at Pomona. Uh, the next season will start in Gainesville, uh, which is interesting. They're going to have an East Coast swing and a West Coast swing. Uh, so they're going to be running it in the middle of the summer, I believe. Uh, if I'm wrong, it's okay. We got time to correct it. <laughs> but I know uh, Auto Club is stepping away as the title sponsor of the racetrack, and In-N-Out is coming in. So that was how they shaked out. Uh the funny cars at the end of their session. Uh, let's talk about Britney Force. <laughs> because when I tell you she set the track speed record in front of me, I watched her run down that racetrack. It was daytime, 338.49, 338.49 miles per hour. Well, how about she reset that, folks? 338.94 Almost 339 miles per hour. What? This this is not normal, folks. Like this isn't this isn't normal. <laughs> like this. Oh yeah, 338. Oh 330. Like we say it. Even the the folks on the podcast, and I love them, or not the podcast, the broadcast. You know, love them. But I mean, this is not regular stuff. This is not just oh 334.56 miles per hour. He's going to get the win. Like it's just you know, where's the excitement? You know, it's like these are not. This is not real. Like, but it is real. Brittany Forrest reset the national top fuel speed record in session number two, 338.94 miles per hour. How about 3.641? 338. 0.94 miles per hour. She's going to get four points. Absolutely. How about Steve Torrance is going to get three points because he wasn't far behind. 3.656. miles per hour. He's going to get three points. It's a lot of threes in a row. I love that. Um, just But just look at that, folks. Like 3.65. They are getting after it. Just so you know, one, two, three, four, five. There's five cars in the 60s. Man, I tell you what, they were not playing. And three cars were in the low 70s, folks. And then we had three cars that were in the upper 70s as well, because we got to separate them. Uh, upper 70 is not the same as a lower 70. It's just not. Uh, third quick would be Leah Pruitt. How about 3.669, 329.64? Or 6.7 miles per hour. She's going to get two points. Mike Salinas is fourth best. 3.679. 329.58 miles per hour. Doug Kalita is fifth best. 3.699. 328.94 miles per hour. How about 3.699 is only good enough for number fifth. Number fifth. I do it every week, folks. Number fifth best. <laughs> it's fifth best on the sheet for the session. For the session. How about Austin Proc is the in the sixth spot? 3.705, 332.43 miles per hour. That's a stout pass, but it's only sixth best. How about Justin Ashley, who's still in contention for the points? 3.706, 329.42 miles per hour. Will he get his first championship? Who knows? 
is number eight on the sheet for the session. 3.715, 325.61 miles per hour. Antron Brown is number nine, 3.726, 309.91. So that thing had a cylinder out at the big end of the racetrack for sure. Um, Sean Langdon is 10th best, 3.751, 324.59. We know that car can go in the 60s, uh, but it just might have something wrong with it down there. Uh, but 324, so it definitely was pretty happy out the back, but just not something you, you'd expect a little bit more on the, on this night uh, as w when you see what's possible. Uh, and then uh, 11th best is going to be 3.7963 or 294.59. 56 for Alex Laughlin. Um, so that thing wasn't singing out the back end with it not going 300. Um, and then uh, 12th best is going to be Krista Baldwin, 3.863, 90695. Uh, so it might have been running back there. Um, definitely probably was. And that concludes the full passes or close to full passes. Uh, Ron August Jr. 411 didn't make a full pass. Maurice DuPont sadly didn't get down the track. 488, uh, 151. Um, Tony Schumacher, 689, 84. Josh Hart is 760 with a nine on the end, 89 miles an hour. And Steve Christman is going to be 17th best on the sheet, 779 at 70 miles an hour. So we can see with those. Uh, 15, 16, and 17th quick. Um, they definitely got in trouble earlier in the run because the number is bigger. Uh, the smaller the number, if they don't make full passes, usually they probably had some momentum going towards the finish line, and uh, it still showed up on the board at a relatively decent uh, elapsed time. Uh, but you know when it's like 10 seconds or 8 seconds or even 6 seconds, the earlier in the run, they got in trouble. Uh, it's a thousand foot, but a lot happens in a thousand. A lot happens in a thousand. Let's look at some of the uh, incrementals here. Uh, Eight sixty-eight. Uh, Dupont had uh, Jeff Deal, funny car driver Jeff Deal, uh, turning the wrenches on it this weekend. Um, it was Scott Palmer's car, so uh, they'll definitely have their own cars next year. Uh, but you know, this was. Not not even a trial run, and I, and I was I'm, I was hoping it wouldn't be, uh, and they're gonna have two cars next year, so we know how we know how that goes this, these days. You can buy the horsepower. All, all you gotta do is you know reach out to the right people, <laughs> like you know uh, Tatum. I mean you know he went to the Torrances, had them build a car, and look at look at that. He he won Gainesville, so like the it's possible, you know. There's multiple ways to do it this 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 day and age. All right, so let's check out. Um, let's look at the, some of the cars that didn't make it down the fin uh, to the finish line. Eight twenty three for Josh Hart. Eight thirty three. So as I as I suspected, they really got the thing moving quick. Antron made it a little farther. Two oh nine nine. So yeah, that was on a that was getting ready to rotate the earth. Because let's look at Brittany Force's run. Um, let me look here. Where is it? You know, we, we love live. It's live. Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to keep you. Okay, there we go. 
So eight twenty four sixty foot, folks. And so she was one thou of a second off of uh, Josh Hart at at sixty foot. So that's just that just tells you what 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 the car was gonna do. Uh, two oh seven at three hundred thirty foot. Uh, two eleven with Justin Ashley in the other lane. Six hundred sixty foot. Two point nine two eight at two hundred. 97.94 miles per hour at 660 feet from a standing start, folks. From a standing start, 2.928, 297.94 miles per hour, almost 298 miles per hour. I'll tell you what, they're getting closer and closer to that 300 at 660. They're getting closer and closer. Uh, let me see what we didn't talk, what we didn't we talk about yet? 3.6. Four one three hundred thirty eight point nine four miles per hour. We're gonna listen to it. We're gonna re- we're gonna listen to the engine as Brittany Force resets the national speed record at Pomona, her home racetrack. Let's take a listen. For now. How about three point six? Four one three hundred thirty eight point nine four miles an hour. Brittany just went two hundred ninety seven point nine four to the eighth mile. Goes to number one, sets the record. Let's go down to Joe. David Grubnick admiring the handiwork up on the scoreboard. Number one qualifier three thirty eight. I'm not admiring it. You're admiring it. No, I'm just. Um, I'm happy so far. There's two more cars to go. So. Um, let's wait till the session's finished. Our target is to get the points. Um, the session's, you know, we got tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be fast, so, you know, we might have to defend that. And that is the fastest run in the history of top field drag racing. As we watch again, the car comes off the starting line. Brittany guiding it down the groove. Remember, Ashley's on a 70 run right now, and he's more than a train length behind her to go across the finish line. Absolutely unbelievable. 338.94 bumps the existing top field world record by one half of one mile an hour, a record, by the way, which they set just a few weeks ago in St. Louis. Yeah, and it's not a track elapsed time record. The track ET record here is 3.62 seconds. Brittany, the fastest run in top fuel history right here at your home track. What sticks out to you on a run like that? Uh, It's just, it's special because this is my home track. This is where we start the season and end the season. I love this racetrack, Pomona, it's my home. And to be able to set a mile per hour record, 338, and to back our St. Louis run is pretty incredible. Uh, Very proud of this Monster Energy team. Uh, We're chasing this championship. It's going to finish up. It's going to lock up on Sunday, and I'm excited for it. Your body language, you look calm, you look confident. What was your mindset heading into today? Uh, Mindset just has to be where it's been all season long. Uh, The confidence that we have with this team, me, with this entire team, every single guy on board, that we could do this. We've stayed ahead all season long. We lost it for a little while, but we gained it back. And we know how to get this car down there. We know how to turn wind lights on. We just have to keep focused. What does your gut tell you? Is this your championship? Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I'm confident going in with these guys that we can get the job done. Very confident we could do it. But I can't control what the other guys do around us. I can only control what our car can, t- can do, what our team can do, and um, I think we'll be okay. We're going to chase this thing down in the end. It's going to be fun, and uh, I just, I'm, I'm glad. How about that? Brittany Forrest, 338.94 miles per hour. 
Uh, so at the time, you know, that she wouldn't answer it. She was like, hey, man, you know, I, or, well, Amanda. <laughs> Hi, Amanda, how you doing? No, I'm kidding. Uh, so it's like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, we don't know. We, 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 our destiny is in our own hands and that's completely accurate at this point. Uh, so it's good stuff. Let's go to day two. Day two, folks. Top Fuels first on Saturday. How about they come out in session number three and 336.99 miles per hour. You heard David Grubnick say, we might have to defend. And when David Grubnick says that, watch the scoreboard. 3.664, miles per hour in session number three. First session out of the box. Uh, she, of course, was not first. She was last in the session uh, because she uh, because of that 64 from the previous night. So she was in the last pair. As we know, it's performance-based in every session other than the first session that they run. Uh, whether there's four, three, two, whatever. The first session is determined by points. And the second session, third session, fourth session, and so on is determined by uh, performance. So... How about Mike Salinas? 3.673, 333.91 miles per hour. Folks, I'm just looking at these at these uh, numbers here. There's a reason why I'm so excited about NHRA right now. It, it, it's not, it, it's, it's just looking at all of the 330 mile per hour runs. How about all of the drivers that ran, well, uh, let, let me see, figure out how to say this. How about the top nine Nine. Nine. How about the top nine runs in this session? All of the cars ran 330 or better. I'm going to say it again. In this session, of the nine quickest top fuel runs, they all were over 330 miles per hour. That's incredible. That's incredible. You're going to hear it. Mike Salinas, 3.673, 333.91 miles per hour. He's going to get three points. Tony Schumacher, there are only two people in the Cool Kids Club in the 60s um, in, in the first session, or in the third session, I'm sorry. Tony Schumacher, 3.701, 331.77 miles per hour. Give him two points. Steve Torrance is fourth quickest, so he's going to get one point. 3.704, 331.61 miles per hour. Clay Milliken is fifth best. 3.705, 331.04 miles per hour. How about that? L listen to all the, the runs that I'm saying that have the same number in it. 3.709, for Austin Proc. Let's look at this, folks, as we break it down here. Tony Schumacher is 3,000th of a second quicker than Steve Torrance, who is 1,000th of a second quicker than Austin Proc, who is, no, I'm sorry, 1,000th of a second quicker than Clay Milliken. Clay Milliken is 4,000th of a second quicker than Austin Proud. We're talking about thousandths of a second, folks. Not hundreds. Thousandths. 3 3.701, 3.704, 3.705, 3.709. And you guessed it. They were 330, all of them. 
would be the uh, the fastest of the 3.70 club would be Austin Proc, 333.08 miles per hour. This is uh, Ron Tobler's. Uh, he's stepping away from the car after this year. Uh, so I think they sent them off in style. I'm not going to give away too much right now. Uh, Austin, uh, I'm sorry. Austin Proc was in number six, but he was above Antron Brown, who's number seven, 3.714, 331.28 miles per hour. He's above Josh Hart, who ran the exact same elapsed time, 3.714, 330.63 miles per hour. How about that? Justin Ashley, uh, so they were they, they tied the, they, the same ET, same ET. How do you, 12,000 horsepower in these cars, and they, they, they can run them so closely. Ugh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, Justin Ashley's nine best, 3.735, 335.98 miles per hour. How about his elapsed time was 10th best, but his speed was second best. How about that? All right, let's talk about Leah Pruitt, 3.739, four thousandths of a second off of Ashley's time, 323.12 miles per hour. Wow. Then we got 387.4 for Leah, uh, for uh, Crystal Ball when she's number 11. Ron August, 388.6, 315. He's number 12 best. Steve Christmas, number 3.894, 311. Uh, he's number 13th best there. Maurice DuPont, 419, 231. Doug Coletta didn't make a full pass, 454. Sean Langdon didn't make a full pass either, 622. And Alex Laughlin will round out the folks who did not make full passes. 904, 79 miles an hour. How about that? How about that, folks? Where we got folks out there running 366, 336, right? And it's still possible to miss it. You got to make sure you get the setup right. It's, it's not just the clutch. It's not just the fuel. It's not just this. It's not just that. It's consistency that we're all after because consistency wins races. That's what, that's what they were talking about a couple years ago with Brittany Forrest. Before she won her first championship, they would come out on Saturday night and set, well, I'm sorry, she was with Alan Johnson at the time. When, when David Grubney got to Brittany Forrest's team, he was setting the world on fire as he was with Clay Milliken, but they weren't able to quite get it together on race day and they weren't going rounds but they were setting the world on fire and qualifying. They, he was he was doing that with Brittany when he first got there. Uh, so they really they changed everything around when you know they were starting to win races and still running the table with everyone. So this has kind of been the first season of dominance that we've expected from this car because they they finally got that consistency. Where I mean, if you roll up against that monster car. Or the flavor pack car. It's the same car, right? If you run up against that car, you got to make sure you're running out the back end because that car, if it makes it, you it's going to be it's gonna be a tough one for you. It's going to be a tough one for you. So let me see something here. Let's see if we got another clip going. Uh, that's session four. And then that's session four as well. I love live editing. It's so nice. Yeah, so we got two clips for you for Saturday. But they're all from session number four. So we'll get to that in just a second. Love the live performance of it all. Let's move on to the funny car, the floppers. Bring me the floppers.
So, because I'm trying to get to race day, folks. Like, race day was so incredible. It was just so entertaining. It was great. And I'm, I hope you can hear in my voice how excited it was and how exciting it was to watch. Very cool from a fan standpoint and a reporter as well. So, let's talk about the funny cars in session number three. How about Cruz Pedregon? Hey, guess what? This is the third 3.84 run for Cruz Pedregon. How about the first one was a career best? How about this is now the third 3.84 something that Cruz Pedregon has run? How about that? Lee Beard coming on board, and, you know, it's, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you're doing all this wrong. You know, uh, just, just for the folks that don't know, Lee Beard is a crew chief, a legendary crew chief. He used to tune uh with Bazemore. He's worked a few other places as well. Uh but we're talking about funny cars. So he uh used to tune with Bazemore and that car used to fly as well. Definitely in the running for a championship in two thousand three with Tony Pedragon. So the guy knows what he's doing, right? So it, it's not one of those things of you know, you don't know what you're doing, but it's one of those things where, you know, another set of eyes of or or or, or a I would do it this way kind of situation. You know, one of those. But anyway, let's get back into it. 3.847, 323.43 miles per hour. Still not in the 330s, but he's going to get four points. Robert Height is going to get down there as well. 3.854, 331.85 miles per hour. Give him three points. Ron Caps is in the number three spot. 3.864, 334. 0.15 miles per hour. Again, folks, I cannot reiterate it enough. I'm not talking about number three on the sheet. I'm talking about number three in the session. All right, Matt Hagen is number fourth quickest. Number fourth quickest. It's, I'm starting it. It's a thing. 3.867, 326.56. He's going to get one point. Matt Hagen is going to get one point. Ron Caps is going to get two. Robert Height is going to get three. These are the championship contenders here folks uh then bob task is going to just miss the points 3.875 325 85 tim wilkerson is below him in number six 3.892 331.36 miles per hour folks i don't know if i say it a lot but tim wilkerson tunes his own vehicle just so you know richard hartman just you know plugs it in for him and pulls him into the beams and he's also a very important person on the crew but tim wilkerson is the is the crew chief he tunes the car, and he drives it as well. It's always been a running joke when the driver messes up or when the, the crew chief messes up. He just, uh, they did like a, it was a funny thing, but, you know, he was like yelling at himself, and, you know, it, it was kind of funny. But anyway, <laughs> this was years ago. J.R. Todd was seventh quickest, 3.895, 333.41 miles per hour. How about you run 389.5 and you're only seventh best in the session? 333.2. That's crazy. Uh, Alexis DeJoria, 3.913, 300. So that thing was definitely on pace to run in the low 80s if she was running only 300 miles an hour at the finish line at 3.913. Uh, she was on a she was on pace. John Force's ninth quickest, 3.924, 308. Again, another car that was probably on pace and probably put a cylinder out or something down there. Jim Campbell is 10th, making another three-second run. 3.978, 318.47 for Jim Campbell and Jim Dunn. Stephen Dencham, the son of the teacher's pet. Uh, Gary Dencham 
used to drive a John Force. <laughs> he actually used to drive the car, well, kind of, the, uh, the, the AAA car for John Force before Robert Height was hired. Um, Stephen Dencham, 3.993, That's really cool. We like to see those runs for those teams that don't come out all the time. And then Jeff Arin is going to round out the full passes, 405-7313-44. That's only good enough for 12th best in the session. Blake Alexander, Bobby Bodie, Chad Green, Terry Haddock, Jason Rupert, and Paul Lee did not make full passes in that session. All right, let's bring the top fuel cars again. And we'll see that as these cars, 18 cars made a pass in, in that funny car session. 17 cars made uh, an attempt in the previous, in the third session. You're going to see a lot of the big, uh, a lot of the cars that don't, you know, run a whole lot in the final session where we got the Knight and the Header Flames. A lot of times you're not going to see those cars come back out because what we're not going to run our car as hard as these other folks are going to run it. So there's no really there's really no point in coming out here and trying to set the world on fire when we possibly could do that, but you know we should probably save the parts so we can come back tomorrow on race day. So Maurice Dupont, after 30 years of driving top fuel, it's so cool to see someone burning nitro again that must mean that we got top fuel session number four up and we do we do have it uh we're gonna hear the britney force run and we're gonna hear um i believe let me see because i want to make sure let's go down here oh yeah and we're gonna hear another run from the fourth session in funny car because they get the the late session on saturday and the top fuel cars get it on friday um so let's talk about top fuel. How about Steve Torrance? 3.647, 332.1 3 miles per hour. I got sidetracked. I was talking about Maurice Dupont. He's not gonna make the show. 4548-17807. So that's another reason you won't come out and bring the car back out. Because I'm already qualified. So there's no point in me coming back out and and you know damaging the car or you know, risk having a catastrophic explosion and risk not being able to come back on race day and staging up in first round. So th the smart thing would be to, you know, don't run. Uh, Maurice DuPont, he is not going to make it. Uh, but again, it was a solid outing for him. Uh, he had some good early numbers. Uh, they got definitely got things to build on. But uh, they'll quickly realize, uh, as I'm sure Maurice knows, it's not all about uh, the car and the parts. It's about the people around you as well. So hopefully they get the right people. Uh, I know there's a lot of crew chiefs that are out there right now who aren't working on cars who uh, they could, you know, they're going to have two top fuel cars next season. Unless they're going to tune the cars themselves. They haven't, we haven't, we don't know that yet. Uh, so we'll have to see. I'm going to turn the camera this way so we're getting equal on both sides. There we go. Or kind of. <laughs> anyway, so... Tough break for the team, but they'll be back. You know, it, they, they've already said it. You heard it. They're going to have two cars next season. Uh, it's going to be exciting, and that's good because we get the car count up. You know, where those those races that uh, we have, you know, 12 top fuel cars. I'm exaggerating. Uh, but it's going to be good. That's going to be good. We don't know if they're going to run the whole season. Well, I think they are going to run the whole season. So that'll be cool to have two top fuel cars, two additional solid top fuel cars out there. That's cool. Um, and again, w w 
you got to think, what if Trip Tatum ran the whole season? What if, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm blanking right now. I can't think it. Can't think of it. <laughs> can't think of this man's name. Uh, but, hey, there's guys out there that if they ran all year, it would be a problem. It would be a problem. So, anyway, Doug Foley. So sorry. Couldn't think of it. I blanked. Doug Foley. Anywho, back into session number four. Uh, we're going to hear the Brittany Forrest run. Uh, but how about Steve Torrance? 3.647, 332.10 miles per hour. 332. How about that's still not number one? 3.647 and you're number two. He's going to get four points, though. He's technically not out of it. Uh, you know, if if some other things happen, if Brittany Forrest goes out in, number, uh, in round number one, Justin Ashley goes out in number one in round number one. He could still do it. So at this point, he's still trying to fight. So he's gonna get those four points, and it's gonna help. We're gonna talk about the people and how many points they accumulated. We're gonna talk about that. Brittany Forrest was second quickest, three point six five nine three hundred thirty three point nine one miles per hour. Just 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 getting after it down there. Getting really rich with that. That fuel delivery and look, I tell you what, that thing runs real hard out the back end. It's it's a combination of clutch, uh, clutch weight, and fuel. Uh, how how rich it is down there, and that's why you'll see a lot of the cars, even when they're setting the world on fire, you'll see them put out a cylinder at the when they're when they take the foot off the gas, because you know that look at all the fuel. It is possible to drown out those spark plugs, which at that point. They're gone. <laughs> the car is just dieseling. The spark plugs burn off as they're going down the racetrack. Uh, Mike Salinas is going to get two points because he was third quickest. 3.666, miles per hour. How about that, man? I'll tell you what, 3.66 something has been the run for a lot of folks. Leah Pruitt, um, Josh Hart has run that pretty consistently. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the top fuel class is not a game, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Um, Austin Proc is gonna get one point because he was fourth quickest, three point six eight four. I'm sorry, three point six eight nine, three hundred thirty point three zero three one miles per hour. I can read. Here we go. Leah Proof, <laughs> three point six. There was three people that ran three point six nine. Uh, and so we're going to start with Leah Pruitt because she was the quickest of the three. 3.692, 324.59. She's number five uh, in the session. Doug Kalita's below her. 3.693, just one thousandth of a second off. 329.42. And then Antron Brown is seventh quickest. 3.696, just three thousandths of a second off of Doug Kalita. 329.26. 3.692, 3.693, Top fuel is pro stock, folks. It's pro stock. And what, what that's what we mean when we say that is pro stock has historically been close. You'll see the same ET pop up on this on the qualifying sheet, even on the scoreboard sometimes. Uh, it, it's just they're that close. It's just so that's what that's what I mean when I say that the pro stock class that we talk about in the finals. Uh, Josh Hart, 3.712, 3.11, 8th uh, quickest, ninth quickest, Justin Ashley, 
3.9 or 3.713, 323.50. How about that? Clay Milliken is 10th best, and he runs a 3.721, 312. He ran a 3.721, and he's 10th best in the session, folks. Sean Langdon is number 11, 3.759, 324. And then Alex Laughlin is going to round out the cool kids in the threes, 3.773, 319. Cam Foray, Maurice DuPont, and Tony Schumacher did not make it down the racetrack. So let's listen to that Britney Force run, and then we'll be right back into it with Funny Car Final Session. And how much would they like to take that money away from the Phillips Connect people and then go racing for a championship tomorrow? Three point six five nine three thirty three. Brittany, she'll stay number one. Leah goes three point six nine two at three twenty four. She's got herself a really good race car. I'll say that as well. She's got herself one hell of a race car for race day for going for that championship. I think it's very on brand that we got all these engine sounds happening. <laughs> uh, it's a show about the most powerful engines on the planet. Well, in a race engine. All right. Bring me the funny cars for the final session of Funny Car. How about Cruz Pedragon? 3.847. That, wait a minute, wait a minute. I grabbed the wrong stack. Because that says session number three. One second. Okay. We love live performance on the Nitro Performance Guide. It's in the name. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. Bring me the funny cards for session four, not three. We already read three. All right, how about <laughs> Ron Caps? 3.837 miles per hour. Excuse me? <laughs> 3.9, I'm sorry, 3.837, 337 33. He's going to get four points. He's still in the points, folks. He's still in it. He's still in it. He's going to get four points. That Those matter. Cruz Pedregon is going to run another 84. He's going to get three points because he's number two. 3.841. 3.841. Wow. That was number one on day one, folks. It was number one up until Ron Caps started his Napa Toyota GR Supra. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing, these these cars right now. Uh, we got uh, Robert Hyde. He's going to get two points, so he's going to get some points. Um, by the way, Cruz Pedregon and uh, Ron Caps were lined up next to each other. We're going to hear that run in just a second. We're going to talk about the incrementals before we hear it. Uh, but anywho, uh, Alexis DeJoy is number fourth quickest. Number fourth quickest. Hey, I'm not going to correct it now. <laughs> Uh, she's going to get 1.333 flat, 333.00 miles per hour, 3.862. That's fourth quickest. She's going to get one point. Bob Tasker's number five. So we, we see the people that are consistently in the top five of each session who just happen to miss the points. Um, I mean, the only folks that are in the top, uh, the top five that are in contention for the championship are Ron Caps and Robert Hyde anyway. Uh, Matt Hagen did not make it down the racetrack. We're going to get down there 
Uh, Tim Wilkerson, 3.900, 3.900, How about that? How about that for Tim Wilkerson? Uh, Bob Tasker went 330.172 uh, in, in the fifth quickest run. 3.900, folks. Like, uh, again, look at the different ways these people are running these cars. And you could definitely see the differences in the speed and the ET. The ET will show you, and the ET wins races. The elapsed time is going to win the race. The speed is just how fast they were moving when they got there. But the elapsed time is what everybody cares about. But just look at this. Like, we got we got Tim Wilkerson, 3.900. So just, I mean, almost in to, um, into the 80s, right? By one thousandth of a second, he was almost in the 80s, in the upper 80s. Uh, Bob Tasca. So let's look at this real quick, too, because I like to look at the numbers, even though we're doing the championship stuff. Hey, how about Tim Wilkerson and Bob Tasca? They're three hundredths of a second off of each other. 87 to a 90. Wow, that's pretty stout. Paul Lee, 3.942. 328.22. That's going to conclude the Cool Kids Club or every funny car in the threes. We got 401 for Chad Green, 403 for Jason Rupert, Matt Hagen. Kind of peddled the thing out there. It was kind of a strange uh, thing to do, but it's okay. I understand. Uh, 405, 245 down there. Jeff Arin, 409. And then that will conclude the runs that were in the low fours. Terry Haddock, 426. Bobby Bodie, 434. J.R. Ty won't make a full pass, 671. Blake Alexander, 678. He's 15th quickest. And John Forrest is the slowest of the session. And, uh, yeah, 767, 184 miles per hour. Let's talk about this real quick before we jump into race day because we're going to fly, folks. Brittany Forrest got 13 points over the course of those four sessions. She got 13 points. Folks, that's almost a round. The round is 20 points at the regular races. It's 30 points at Pomona. Almost half a round she made up in qualifying. 13 points. Steve Torrance got eight points. Mike Salinas got six points. Antron Brown got four points. Josh Hart got three points. Tony Schumacher got three points. Leah Pruitt got two points. And Austin Prock. Got one qualifying point. In the funny car class, in the Nitro Floppers, Cruz Pedregon is going to have the most qualifying points because three of the four sessions he was quickest. 14, 14 points for Cruz Pedregon. Uh, Ron Caps is going to get six points. Matt Hagen is going to get five. And so did Robert Hyde. He also got five. John Forrest got four points. Tim Wilkerson got two points. Alexis DeJoya got two points. And Bob Tasker third got two points as well so that's it matters folks qualifying matters it's it's not just about it's it's not as simple as just qualifying uh you you got to get down there but anyway 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 i did want to hear that that um that ron caps run so let's take a listen to it into the 330s 327 is the highest speed that Cruz has run this weekend the 322 was on his number one qualifying run is there more? There might be more. Cruz doesn't really care about the little points, but he'll take them. Caps and Cruz, final pair, Saturday night. 
337 miles an hour, and Ron Caps goes to the top. 383.7337. That is a blistering run. Cruz Pedregon goes 3.841 and backs up a spot. Let's go down to the starting line. He's going to back up a spot, and it's another uh, career best number. Well, it, he tied it. He tied it 3.84. Uh, one, but he was in the three thirties that one. So let's take a look at let's look at the incrementals there. Ron Caps eight sixty nine at sixty foot. Cruz Pedregon was three thousand or I'm sorry, uh, five thousandths of a second quicker. Eight sixty four at sixty foot. How about that? And then at three thirty two twenty one five for Ron Caps to Cruz Pedregon's two point two one one two twenty one one. Uh, so he was quicker by four thousandths of a second uh, than, than Ron Caps. Here's where it starts to change at half track. Uh, 3.112, 287.96 for Ron Caps at the eighth mile at 660 foot. Uh, that was the first time I did it today, <laughs> but I'm still programmed to think that's the eighth mile, even though it's not. 3.106, 286. 98 uh for Cruz Pedregon. So Cruz Pedregon was still quicker at a thousand foot. And then at the big end of the racetrack, 3.837, 337.33 miles per hour at the thousand foot mark. And how about Cruz Pedregon? 3.841, 330.30 miles per hour. I tell you what, because I want to we're gonna do some live math here, folks. I love math. <laughs> so I, I just want to see here how much speed uh, Ron Caps gained uh, in the last half of the racetrack. So we're going to do that now. We're going to do it live on. I'm just going to entertain you while I do it. Uh, you can't hear my phone, so it's okay. Uh, my, let's see. Yeah. For, almost 50 miles per hour, folks. Almost 50. I got to write it down. <laughs> Plus, it, the, the exact numbers is 49.37 miles per hour. Let's see how long it took him to do it, folks. Give me one second. Give me one second. I love the live aspect of this. This is great. 2.1. In 0.725 seconds. So, 7.25. He almost gained... 50 miles per hour in one second. Less than one second, folks. These cars are stupid. <laughs> oh, man, they're amazing. Okay, it's time for race day. Championships are on the line. Man, I tell you what, every time that engine starts, it's important, especially in the top fuel class, in the funny car class as well. We know Pro Stock Car was wrapped up last week with Erica Enders wrapping up her fifth championship. A solid uh, run for the, for the elite crew. Uh, so congratulations to them. And then they're, at this point of the race, folks, we don't know who's going to win uh, the bikes, but we kind of do already know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, some things would have to happen. Matt Smith would have had to go out in the first round for anybody else to have had a chance. So nobody was really surprised. Uh, at the result there, but uh, Matt Smith did wrap it up for the Pro Stock Motorcycle class 
so, but let's talk about top fuel round number one. Bring me the top fuel cars for round one. Plug them in. Let's start the cars. The first pair we have eight and nine. This is a, a few. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but me and Darren talked about how you know <laughs> a lot of times eight and nine wouldn't be number one uh, first out. Nobody wants to be first. Uh, these last couple weeks has, hey, it means something. If you're number one in the championship or you're number two or three or whatever, you don't want to be first. So <laughs> uh, they, they make eight and nine go first by default. So we got Clay Milliken's going to get the win over uh, Tony Schumacher, 3.746, 282.84. Let's talk about the weather conditions because it was quite brisk out there. 58 degrees. The relative humidity was 55%. The barometer, 30.01 inches. Sorry. The adjusted altitude was 1,392 feet. The track temperature was 86 degrees. That's stout. It's right on the edge, folks. Tony Schumacher qualified number eight. Uh, qualified eight. And since 1970, the number one, the number eight, Top fuel qualifier is 28 and 23 in round one at this event. Clay Milliken is 13 and 34 against Schumacher. 34 losses are the most for him against any other opponent. Milliken with the starting line advantage and never trailed for the win. Milliken started to haste the tires and then appears to have pushed out a head gasket. He gets the win when Schumacher goes up in smoke at the hit. For the interest of fair reporting, 687.97 for. Tony Schumacher, Clay Milliken left first and he got there first. Josh Hart and Clay or and Doug Kalitic are going to be the next folks that pull up to the starting line and plug him in. Josh Hart is going to get the win. Uh, he left first, sixty-eight on the line, three eighty with a one, three twenty for Josh Hart. Kalita, four eleven, two fifty-five, seventy-eight on the tree. Hart with the starting line advantage and he never trailed. Uh, Kalita started to lose traction early, and he pedaled it. But by that time, uh, Josh had his problems further down the racetrack. Not going to catch a 380. Uh, not going to catch a 380 and get a pedal, uh, especially in a top fuel car. Uh, in the next pair, we got Leah Pruitt. Oh, just so we're keeping it consistent. Again, we talk about lanes all the time and how it doesn't really matter. But lane choice is kind of one of those things where it's like I have it and you don't kind of thing. Uh, they have up until they start the cars to change their mind. That's kind of a psychological thing because if I'm racing you, uh, whoever you are, right, and you see something in front of you, you see the car just jump off the line, and and, and we talked about this a little bit too, but I'll say it again. When the cars hit the gas and they just go right up in the smoke, they start to they peel the rubber off of the racetrack. So a lot of times when a, the crew chiefs will descend on the starting line and make sure that it's still good. If not, if they got lane choice, they got up until they start the cars to change the lanes. So, but it's stuff like that. Uh, but the lanes are even. They're, they're, they're even. There's no, you're not going to be able to say that, you know, my guy had the, uh, my girl had the, the bad lane. Uh, that's something Alan Reinhardt says that I agree with for sure. Uh, Leah Pruitt, however, however, just because it's interesting to look at. Uh, Clay was in the right, Josh was in the left, and Leah was in the left for her win, 495-50. It's, hey, it's cold out there. Leah with the slight starting line advantage, uh, 67 to a 73 for Alex Laughlin. 
who she was next to. Uh, sorry if I didn't say that. I don't remember. Laughlin started to lose traction and pedaled it, but it was back up in smoke and he clicked it off. Pruitt started to lose traction and mix up cylinders. She pedals it a couple times. The engine goes into a huge fireball, but she holds on for the win. In the next pair, we got Steve Chrisman and Brittany Force. Brittany Force is going to get the win. 3.701, 334.90. That's a solid start to the day for a championship hopeful in the Nitro Top Fuel class. In the Nitro Top Fuel. <laughs> Force is 3-0 against Christmas. Chrisman. almost said Christmas. Crima. It's Christmas time. I'm starting to put up decorations and stuff right now, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Forrest with the starting line advantage, and she never trailed for the win because Chrisman uh, didn't get down the track uh, making a representative pass. 479, 4176, but they weren't taking them lightly. Uh, they, she had something for them. Brown and Steve Torrance are eliminated from the championship chase with Forrest picking up the win. So they are officially out of it. So now it's just down to Justin Ashley and Brittany Force. Um, she also takes the points lead, I believe. Uh, let me see. Let me make the quickest pass around. Uh, or that might have been uh, the next pair or the next round. Anyway, <laughs> Crystal Baldwin. Hey, how about Crystal Baldwin is going to get the win over Mike Salinas in an upset? 430, 192, beats that Scrappers, Pep Boys, uh, Nitro top fuel car. I love that I'm saying that now because that's literally something I never said. 903 for Mike Salinas. Uh, he was uh, 136 on the tree. 92 for Krista Baldwin. She's going to get the win. Congratulations to that team. Getting it done. Bra uh, Baldwin, with, and this is actually not her first round win, by the way. Baldwin with the starting line advantage. She never trailed for the win. Baldwin wins her second round of racing. She will give up lane choice to Hart in the next round. Salinas is up in smoke at the hit, and he clicks it off. That is the end of his championship hopes. Ron August and Steve Torrance are next. How about another upset, folks? Steve Torrance is going down. He's going home. Ron August is going to get the win. 3.903, 316 to Steve Torrance, 426, 7, 244. Steve left first, but August got there first. Torrance with the starting line advantage, but it's an up in smoke. But it's up in smoke. He pedals it a couple times, but he never gets it back. Never gets that power back. August chases him down uh, by half track and takes the win. This is his first career round win. We love hearing that kind of stuff on the Nitro Performance Guy. That's awesome. We love that. How about Austin Proud? We're going to have some sound playing here pretty soon. You think, well, TJ, it's the, only the first round. We don't listen to sound in the first round. Oh, we're going to listen to it this time. You're going to see why. Uh, Ron August was in the left lane. Krista Baldwin was also in the left lane. Turn away from the mic. You can still hear me. I'm pretty loud. <laughs> Sean Langdon and Austin Proc. Austin Proc is going to get the win for Mo Rocky Mountain Twist and Montana Brand. I combined both sponsors. 3.711, 329.34. Uncontested. Uh, Sean Langdon left first. 51 to a 55. These are all-star lights on the tree, folks. Proc launched hard and kept it hooked up and hitting on all eight cylinders for the win. Header flame shooting over that wing there. Uh, Langdon with a start, slight starting line advantage by uh, four thousandths of a second. But he was up in smoke right at the hit. We see 737 for Sean Langdon uh, in the interest of fair reporting. All right. 
Here is the championship. The championship is on the line, folks. Justin Ashley and Antron Brown, the teammates. But there's no team orders here. We want to win just as bad as you do, whether we're in the championship or not. We want to win. Antron Brown is going to get the win. 3.704, miles per hour for Hankster for SiriusXM, Mako Tools. She is, he is going to wrap up the championship. Guess what? With Justin Ashley going out in the first round, Brittany Force wins the 2022 Top Fuel Championship as Antron Brown crosses the finish line. We're going to hear that sound. How about that? That's incredible. Ashley had the starting line advantage, 45 to a 67, but... Brown has the difference made up by 330 feet and never trail for the win. Brown makes a great pass. The second quickest of the round for the win. He's going to have lane choice over August in the next round. Let's take a listen to this moment as Antron Brown cruises down the shutdown area and he wrapped up the championship for his teammate, Justin Ashley. He's going to hand it over to Brittany Force. How about that? It's all about the pageantry. It's all about the drama, folks. Let's take a listen. You see that wind light on Antron Brown's scoreboard? Brittany Force is a champion. Brittany Force has locked it up. Her second top fuel champion when she won first round. Salinas, down. Justin, down. Torrance, down. She's the champ here in round number one. Justin Ashley goes 407 at 290 miles an hour after hazing the tires through the middle. And Brittany Force just won her second Camping World Championship for John Force Racing, for Monster Energy, Flavor Pack, Cornwell, Power Solar, NKC, Chevrolet, everybody that helps out JFR. Your champion is a monster, a pretty blonde monster that drives the fastest top fuel car in the world. Brittany came in today thinking, knowing she was gonna have to fight all day to lock up the championship. She made the single best run of the round at 3.701. The rest of the chasers fell by the wayside. The championship is over. Let's hear from the champ. Oh, and look at her taking in this moment alongside the president of the NHRA, Glenn Cromwell. She's got the white championship winner's hat on. And as Brittany Force makes her way to the stage up here as a two-time champion, look at the smile, guys. Brittany, I don't have to tell you season that you have had in your 10th professional season as uh, a top fuel driver. You are already a one-time champion. You now become a two-time champion in just a magnificent year. When people hear the name Brittany Force, what do you want them to think? I want them to remember this day here in Pomona with this Monster Energy Flavor Pack team, David Grubnick, Max Savage, every single one of my guys we have been working at this all season long. We never gave up, and then we struggled in the countdown, and we recovered, and we recovered when we needed to in Vegas and here today in Pomona. And this just seems unreal. I can't believe we're here. I have to thank every single one of my guys, our sponsors, Mantra Energy, Flavor Pack, Auto Club, Chevy, Peak, all of them, Cornwall Tools, 
we wouldn't be here without them today. And I'm just, I'm so proud of everybody and it just seems surreal right now. I can't believe it ended up this way. I believed it coming in. I was motivated, pumped, we all were. And we did the job. We just need to get past that first round. Your 2022 Top Fuel World Champ, Brittany Force. Congratulations to Brittany Force on getting it done. It was a great season. They kept their nose to the grindstone all season. They started to falter in the first half of the countdown. Uh, but listen, she came right back, and they came and did it, and they did exactly what they needed to do to wrap it up. She reset the track record at pretty much every place she went to this season. So congratulations. It's been an amazing year. That's been the best car in top fuel all year but everybody has been there and they've been ready for her so it's very cool to see Brittany Force wrap it up the top fuel champion two-time top fuel champion Brittany Force that's incredible uh, that was wrapped up in the first round so let's go to funny car let's bring them up bring them up bring them out let's start them up plug them in and let's get after it we got Paul Lee and Bob Tasca the third. Bob Tasca is going to get the win. 3.885, 330.63 miles per hour. The weather conditions haven't changed very much. Um, no pop, no problems for Tasca as he matches his Mustang marches. I can read <laughs> as he matches. No, as he marches his Mustang right down to the finish line on a great looking pass. His incremental times, 866 at 60, 330, 323, 8, 660 feet, 314, 7, under 320, 283.01 at the 8th mile. I'm still going to say it. Anyway, Matt Hagen and Steve Dencham. Matt Hagen goes down. Down goes Hagen. He's not going to win the championship this season. Uh, so for the power brokers... For Dodge and for Tony Stewart Racing, they had a very, very solid outing this first season, uh, but they're not going to get it done. Steven Densham's going to get another upset. We got three so far on the day, including this one. 417 is going to be the 607. Um, that's awesome. That we, I mean, it's not awesome for Matt Hagen and, and the team because they worked very hard, and uh, but it's it's awesome that you know someone is getting their a first round win, you know, I don't believe it's the first round. Let me see. Uh, ups, it even says on here upset Hagen smokes the tires after a much better reaction time, 59 to a 96, but he can't recover his championship hopes. Damn. Oh, so actually, um, he still had a chance. He still had a chance at this point, folks. Um, uh, Steve making his 10th start and, uh, you know, that's, that's good. He had a hole out, but he ran down to the finish line for the win in an upset. Jason Rupert and Cruz Pedregana up next. 3.862, 333.74 miles per hour for Cruz Pedregana to snap on Hellcat. Dodge, Charger. Wow. That's amazing. They got that thing running on mean. Uh, in the interest of fair reporting, Jason Rupert runs a 524. He's not going to get it done. 82 on the line for Cruz Pedregon. The incremental times, 867 at 60. 330, we're going to 2223, 2.223 2 
At the eighth mile, we got 3.129, 284.15 for Cruz Pedregon. It's 11.57, timeout for the guys to work on the lane. So there was a little bit of uh, some, you know, a situation over in the Rupert lane, and that, that caused us to um, have to clean up, but not too long. Two, uh, 12.06, uh, they, they lit the cars back up. Uh, so not too down, not too long of, of downtime, about nine minutes. Uh, Ron Caps is going to get the win, 3.89, oh, I'm sorry, 3.852, 334.98. He's going to be the tire-smoking Jeff Wren, who basically clapped it at the beginning of the race, uh, 10.35, 81 miles per hour. Ron Caps makes his charge for the championship with another strong pass, man. I tell you what, they leave the starting line within one thousandth of a second, but Aran joins the up in smoke right off the line. Club? I think they're missing a word there. <laughs> a sixty-eight at sixty foot for Ron Caps. Two point two two seven uh, for Ron Caps. Uh, so that's four thousandths of a second off of Cruz Pedregon's time at three thirty. Uh, at six hundred sixty foot, we got three. Point one two three two eighty seven ninety six. Let's take a look at Cruz's run. Uh, let me see. Two point four. Uh, yeah. So he was actually quicker than Cruz Frederick at six hundred sixty feet. Uh, in the next pair, we got Chad. Oh, I'm sorry. He was racing Jeff Aran. He was racing Jeff Aran. My apologies. Uh, Chad Green. If I didn't already say that, I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't know what I'm saying until I listen back to it. Or listen to it. And I go, oh, I said that? <laughs> Robert Height and Chad Green are lined up next. Robert Height is going to get the win. Keeping the championship alive. 387 to 330.47 miles per hour. Over a very solid run in the other lane. 3.914. 327.82. Now, I'll tell you what. He would have beat a few other cars in this round. He would have beat Steven Densham. Uh, and he would have beat, wait, no, he would have beat Steven Densham, but that's just the luck of the draw here, folks. 3.914 and you're going home. Height continues his march to the championship with a straight and true pass for a decisive win. He's going to have lane choice in the next round over Tasca. Um, next we got Jim Campbell and Alexis DeJoya. Alexis is going to get the win, 401-266, uh, to Jim Campbell's 427-235. Uh, DeJoy gives up a bunch off the line. Uh, so 161 for Alexis and then 107 for um, Jim Campbell. So got to believe she was a little distracted, but that's okay. It happens. Uh, DeJoya gives up a bunch off the line and loses a cylinder shortly after. The Super drives toward the center line and she is still able to stay in her lane, but slows her ET. She will have lane choice over Densham in the next round. 401. Blake Alexander and John Forrest. John Forrest, a 16-time champ, is going to get the win. They have a really nice um, write-up here. John Forrest has the most wins here among active drivers with eight. He also has the most round wins here with 73 to date. Forrest is a 16-time world champion, last in 2013, with 155 national event wins with one win in 2022 this is his 831st race 
overall and won. He won this race in 1988, 1994, 1996, 2000, 2001 or 2002, 2004, 2006 and 2010. Blake Alexander is 0-5 against John Forrest and 0-2 this year. He has two national event wins, both in top fuel uh, with the last win in Sonoma 2018. This is the 99th race overall for Blake Alexander. That's awesome. Um, forces away and pulls hard steadily for an easy win. 391 9, 317 for John Force, 68 on the line. Uh, we don't have incremental, so I can't really tell if he had it in there or not. He will give up lane choice to Cruz Pedregon in the next round. Alexander was chasing hard until about 330. Uh, they were about side by side there where the tires come loose and he has to lift. So, John Force is going to go on to the next round. J.R. Todd and Tim Wilkerson going to wrap up the first round of floppers. Tim Wilkerson, Tim Wilkerson is going to get the win. 3.878, 331.12 miles per hour. He was second off the line. J.R. Todd was 35, psychic in a funny card. 434 on the, uh, on the board, though, so that's not going to get the win. Uh, Todd's starting line advantage quickly vanished as his super dropped the cylinder, then smoked the tires right before the 330-foot lights. Uh, the margin of victory was more than 100 feet. Uh, the incremental times, 923 for uh, JR. So it just looked like the car wasn't running there. Um, and Tim Wilkerson's times, uh, 868, 2.235, 3.143, 284 at the eighth mile. I said I didn't tell you which with uh the the um the distances that time, so I do apologize for that. We're moving on to second round. We gotta keep going, folks. There's a lot to talk about. Crystal Baldwin and Josh Hart, round number two. They're gonna wrap it. They're gonna well, not gonna wrap it up, they're gonna start round number two for top fuel eliminator. Let me make sure I don't have any clips here before we get off into it. Give me a second. We love live editing. Um, I think that was second round, so we already did that one. Okay, so we're good right now. All right, so we got Crystal Baldwin and Josh Hart lined up first in round two. The air conditions are 64 degrees. The relative humidity is 35%, so that's a little better than first round. 29.298 is the barometer. The adjusted altitude is 1,754 feet. The track temperature is 101 degrees. It's still good out there, folks. Baldwin gets the starting line advantage. 97 to a 118 for Josh Hart. 3.746, 314.75 for Josh Hart to a losing 401, 234 miles per hour. But that's a solid effort in that. New look car for Crystal Baldwin, paying tribute to her dad. That's very cool. The RNL Carriers Bernie's car is going to go on to the semifinal round. Uh, he's been going rounds, folks. He's been going to the semifinal rounds quite a bit in the last six races. Crystal Baldwin with the starting line advantage, but Hart had the difference made up by 100 feet. Baldwin starts missing up cylinders and clicked it off early. Hart starts to drift out of the groove and towards the center line, but he holds on for the win. In the next one, we got Ron August and Antron Brown. Antron's going to get the win. 3.805, 318. Car doesn't seem to be happy down there. 389, 315 for Ron August. 
Antron is going to go get the win. He had a solid effort, Ron August, and that's good. That's that's cool uh, for him. But Brown is going to move on. Uh, Brown with the starting line advantage, he never trailed for the win. He's dropped a cylinder early, but he kept it hooked up for the win. Yeah, he like had a cylinder out pretty much the whole trip down the boulevard. And it was very, anytime folks that know nitro race and see a cylinder, a car running with the cylinders out with the, with the, with the throttle wide open, you kind of start to cringe a little bit. Cause you wonder when the thing is going to blow up. It really doesn't like a cylinder because that's a load on the engine. It's putting a load on the engine. It's not being able to freely express itself in that particular cylinder. So now you got the, the, the engine, which is already grumpy to begin with. And now it's having to work a little harder and the car is down 1200, not 12,000. The car is down from 12,000. The car is down 1200 horsepower. Each cylinder is about 1250 horsepower, 1050 horse or 1250 horsepower. Depends on the car. Uh, all the cars have different power levels depending on how they come up and, you know, the budget. Uh, but most of the cars out here are running 12,000. But that's impressive. He's going to give up lane choice to Hart in the semifinal round. Clay Milliken and Brittany Forrest, the top fuel champion, Brittany Forrest. She's going to do her victory lap here. Well, I guess it's a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> 3.687. Does it in style. 334.24 miles per hour. They want to win the race, folks. They're not done yet. Uh, you talk to uh, David Grubnick about it. Oh, by the way, this is also David Grubnick's first championship as a tuner. So that's awesome. Congratulations to David Grubnick uh, on, on that. That's an accomplishment. Certainly is an accomplishment. Milliken has a hole out right at the head and the engine let go with a quick flash of flames. Uh, Milliken had the starting line advantage, but like I said, you know, uh, Force had that made up by the time they passed the Christmas tree, and she never trailed from there on for the win. In the final pair, oh, I'm sorry, in the interest of fair reporting, 3.864, 283 for Clay Milliken, 62 to an 80 at the line, at the step of the throttle, at the green. We got Leah Pruitt and Austin Proc wrapping it up. This was a close one, folks. Uh, Austin Proc is going to get the win, 3.6. 704, 329.18 miles per hour for the Montana brand Rocky Mountain Twist. They're going to send the Power Brokers Silver Bullet Top Fuel car home. 3.721, 324. So not a bad run at all, folks. Leah Pruitt actually got him off the line. 44 to a 54. So one hundredth of a second off the at the step there. Uh, Proc is six and uh, three in prior events against Pruitt. Pruitt with the starting line advantage with Proc has the lead made up by the time they go past the Christmas tree. And he never trailed from there on for the win. But it was a close one. Austin Proc's margin of victory, 79 ten thousandths of a second. Well, I guess that would be, yeah, I said it right. 79 ten thousandths of a second. Four feet down there at the top end of the racetrack. He's going to give up lane choice to his teammate, Brittany Force, in the semifinals. Bring me the top fuel cars. Well, actually, let's not bring them back to me yet. Let's let's have them go in the pits and tear down, light them up. You know, you know how they do the, the warm up and all that good stuff. Let's bring the funny cars up. <laughs> when you make mistakes and you got to talk around it. I love it. Uh, we got. 
Steven Dench and Alexis DeJoria. Alexis is going to get the win. She's going to get the win. Uh, even though Steven Densham left first, 92 to a 126, 3.914, 326.56. Alexis is going on. Uh, let's look at the incremental times here. Um, let me see. Densham gets a big starting line advantage, but DeJoria Super has the power to drive out the back end, uh, drive out back in front of him. Um before this 330 foot lights. So that's cool. And a strong pull towards the finish line. Yeah, for sure. 326. That's a that's a solid pull back there or out the back end of the racetrack. So that's a cool one. All right. We got John Force and Cruz Pedragon. This was not a conventional one, folks. John Force lit one up. I mean, he the, blew the body off of the thing. Like it was... It was a quick thing because most things in this sport are quick. When you really slow the, when you slow it down and see just how visceral and violent the explosion was, you got to remember, folks, these engines explode in the funny car class. When they explode in the funny car class, it's sitting right in front of him. So he's literally sitting and, and, and the fire is hitting him, right? I mean, he's got a fire suit on. He's got the protective gear and stuff on it, right? But, I mean, John Force has been on fire from here to Australia. He'll be the first to tell you that. But you don't necessarily want that to happen. It's not fun, uh, especially when you're going, I'm sure, over 200 miles an hour. I mean, when he crossed the finish line, he was going 79 miles an hour. So, I mean, he's, he had to be running over 100 miles an hour at this time. So you got to think, 100 miles an hour wind blowing fire and, and shrapnel from the engine at John Force, right? So that's not fun. That's not fun. But Cruz Pedragon is going to get the win. Uh, 3.876, 330.96 miles per hour. The John Force is 649 at 79 miles an hour. Uh, John left first, but you know they both had it in. You know they do that. <laughs> uh, so, so 202, they had to, they had to uh, shut racing down, obviously, because they had to clean up the racetrack. Uh, but Force gets away first, but the engine is unhappy and dropping cylinders. Right around the tree, uh, there is a tremendous explosion with massive flames from the engine, and the Camaro body goes flying way up in the air. Force gets the car stopped quickly, and he is out of the car, and he is okay. That's all we care about, folks. Just a big hole in his wallet. In the other lane, we got Pedragon make, making another solid pass. Another strong 380 pass into the round number three, into the semifinal round. He's going to have lane choice over the Vajoria. They talked to John Forrest after it. He was visibly shaken. Uh, Amanda, I, I really like what she's doing up there. She's um, telling us what, you know, what we don't see down there. Uh, we, don't, we don't see everything. Uh, we kind of only see when the cameras go down there. And Alex, or, or Amanda has been telling us, uh, what's been happening. But she said John was in tears down there. And uh, when his wife got up there. And he said I just don't know how to quit. I love it too much. You know. And it, it's it, it's unfortunate for that team. I, I believe I have that interview. Um, but. Let me see here. Yeah. Uh, but they talked to Cruz Pedregon down there. He you know. You don't want to win like that. You want to win side by side, feeling the vibration of that other car in the other lane. That's how you want to win Nitro. Uh, but 
And we're going to continue on because we got some big championship implications coming in the next two pairs here. Tim Wilkinson and Ron Caps. Ron is going to move on 3.865, 330.80 miles per hour. 330 side by side, by the way, folks. 3.905, 330.55 for Tim Wilkinson. Um, he was second off the line by four thousandths of a second. Uh, 87 to a 83, 3.865, 330.80 miles per hour for Ron Caps and the Napa Gear Wrench Toyota Racing Supra. This was a very, very nice drag race, folks. Um, let me see. With a narrow that starting for him, yeah, I already said that. Tim Wilkinson is right behind him all the way down the racetrack, but just runs out of racetrack. Um, they both run strong to the finish with the header fire shooting over the roof. I mean, look, 330. You got all of it, right? Uh, so Ron Caps moves on. Uh, so now we got the Bobs. We got Bob Tasker third and Robert Height. Hey, folks, how about Robert Height is not going to get the win? Bob Tasker is going to move on to the semifinal round. 60 off the line to Robert's 85. 426 to 224. So technically, Caps has to win the championship. He can he has to win the next round to win the championship. But if he loses, Robert will win still. So we we got we got stuff like that. Tasca plays spoiler and takes a big win. It was Alexis DeJoria last year uh, who got the win. So Heights Camaro's up in smoke before coasting. Uh, to the 330 so he was coasting by 330 uh, so caps has to win the next round to secure the championship 2 15 p.m folks 2 15 p.m this is all um you know california time whatever all right anyway <laughs> pacific time folks anyway so the semi-finals you know we have these to listen to uh, let me, oop, I just brushed the microphone. I just love the performance of it all. Oh, what did I just do? I don't think I want to do that. Let's see. So let's listen to Ron Caps uh, talk about that after that huge, huge victory that Bob Tasca had over uh, Robert Height. It's hollering up here at the top end from Ron Capstein, but the one guy that hasn't really shown much emotion is this guy right here. Tony Pedregon just said the cut is open. How do you take advantage of it? Just keep doing what we're doing. That's why I told my guys. Um, they're great guys. They do a great job putting the car together. We just need to stay calm. Um, if we can't win rounds against Tim Wilkerson at Pomona on a Sunday afternoon to win a world championship, then we don't deserve it. But these are big moments. These are the moments you dream about as a kid. I was up in the same grandstands. I'm going to get emotional here, so i got to hold it together. But um, got to take advantage of every round. And now we got Tasca, and they've, they've got a great race car. So, Once again, far end. Robert, I'm not even sure I have to toss you a question right here. What words do you have right now? Just a uh, big Bob Tasca fan right now. Uh, he told me if he beat me, he's going to go on and beat Caps. So that's all we that's all we can do. I'd much rather be, you know, in the in the seat of this uh, Auto Club Chevy trying to win a championship than sitting on the sidelines. But he's my only hope. Well, with all the things that have been happening up here at the top, and John Force was up here a bit in tears just a bit ago, looking at his wife, and you said 
to me, you don't know how to give it up when you love it so much, but you love the support of your family and of these fans. John, what goes through your mind in these moments? Well, you know, I, that's where I came from, being on fire and explosions. I've lived it. I know the drill. But I had my daughter went earlier today, and that means so much to me. And Robert, you know, he's like my best friend, and I want him to win. He's still in this fight. It ain't over. The Caps got a good hot rod, and, and uh, 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 we, we got to hope that it goes the other direction. But, you know, in the end, we got, we got to walk away safe. And uh, uh, I've done that. I walked away safe. Safety safari, these people are right there sticking their hands in the fire just to get me. And that's why you love them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're going to win this thing. Okay, we're going to win this thing. Or we're going to go down swinging. Yeah, John Ford is always showing the emotion, always showing the passion. He loves this stuff, folks, <clears throat> just as much as we do. So let's bring the top fuel cars up uh, for the semifinals. We got number seven. We got number 11. We got number five. And we got number one uh, qualifier. So we got Brittany Forrest, Austin Proc, Josh Hart, and Antron Brown. Antron Brown is going to get the win over Josh Hart. We're going to listen to these folks. Uh, 3.725, 324.44 miles per hour over Josh Hart's 3.71, quicker but losing, 3.71, 331.20 miles per hour. Hey, how about the margin of victory, folks? Listen to this. Eight ten thousandths of a second. So the previous one I said that was four feet, it was actually 79 thousandths of a second. Um, but look at this, folks. Eight ten thousandths of a second. That's not in the tenth. That's in not in the hundredth, not in the thousand, but in the ten thousandths, folks, five inches over 324 miles an hour. Antron had to run them down. Or I'm, yeah, I mean, look, let's see. Yeah, it was a, it was a whole shot, 53 to a 61. Man, that is close. Brown with the starting line advantage and the power to hold on for the whole shot win in a close one. I tell you what, Josh Hart was running him down, man. I tell you what, let's take a listen to this one. This year, they've been as great as anybody. Bernie's and Technet. Even though they qualified the number 11 spot, they are not being taken lightly. Rolling in here, Josh Hart had lane choice. And he's on the AAA.com side for a berth in the final, final of the year. Three seventy-two beats three seventy-one by less than one thousandth of a second. Antron Brown wins it. He left eight thousandths quicker. Josh Hart ran eight thousandths quicker. Antron Brown by less than one thousandth of a second for the win. Joe, less than one thousandth of a second. You're going to the final round at the finals. That's awesome. He's mod. You know, he blew out those candles for old Ken Vinny. If, if, you know, if that's what he won by, I don't you know. It was a pretty close race. Really good team that we're <laughs> racing over there, Ron. You know, I, hearts go out to Ron with his recent loss. And uh, good Lord willing, we'll get another one. Watch this one more time. That's just a great race. Nobody did anything wrong. Both of them were solid on the tree. Antron eighth thou better. Down the racetrack, Joshua's eighth thou quicker. 
and at the finish line, the margin was point zero 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 eight eight ten thousandths, less than a thou. Antron Brown in the final. Next, we got the team cars lining up the John Forrest Racing top fuel cars. We got Brittany Forrest and Austin Proc. How about Austin Proc is going to get the win? Stepping up big. I mean, I tell you what, these final four top fuel cars put on a show. The fans got their money's worth, folks. How about Austin Proc? 3.642 at 335.48 point four eight miles per hour let's talk about what Brittany ran because she did not get the win austin proc is moving on to the the final round again another great drag race Brittany force loses with a 3.676 337.58 miles per hour folks 337 and you're going home well if i tell you what I don't want to lose any any day, but if I had to, I'd rather be my teammate. 337.58 miles per hour for the uh, Monster Energy car. The Montana brand car, wow, 3.642, 335. Check the speeds, boy. Check the speeds, both of them. Both of them, over, well over 335, folks. Let's listen to this one. Cornwell Machine, they're both... JFR cars, so Chevy and Cornwell and NKC, and Powers, the Auto Club. Brittany won the war this morning. She cer certainly doesn't want to lose the battle here, even if she is battling with a teammate. Will the Ron Tolder car make the final on his final run? Or will David and Max Savage put their driver in another money round? Austin wins at 3.642 at 335. Brittany goes 3.676. And look at the speed, 337 miles an hour. Brittany Force actually got off the starting line first by three thousandths of a second, but Austin had made that up by 60 feet. 810.810 at 60 feet. Austin Proc is in the final. Joe. Down here with Ron Tobler asking what it ran. It ran a 64 with a two, Ron Tobler. You are going to the final. Well, you know, when you race that monster team, the, the uh, Flavor Pack team, David Grubnick and Max Savage and that whole group, you have to come with your A game. Um, that's our quickest run ever by three hundredths. We felt that we really didn't have anything to lose here, and it worked out. Going to the final round, let's go down to the top end with Amanda Busick. And the last race of the season is almost like the last day of school. And Josh, it is the last day of your sophomore season with us. And in this off season, you're going to reflect on this one. What will next year, your junior year, look like? I think I, all I can say is I learned a ton, you know. Um, great people in my corner, you know, Ron Douglas, the team, Chris Armstrong, you know, all the people that have joined us this year. And it's just been a great uh, unified effort for us to be able to uh, learn a lot. We made it through the sophomore year. I, uh, I'm anxious for next year to come around. Um, probably be sitting in my garage, you know, with a practice tree after that one. But, uh, you know, 
I'm excited and uh, you know on to the next one I wish I could say but <laughs> there's no next one until next year so I'll see you all next year appreciate and love you all thank you didn't do anything wrong came up eight ten thousands of a second short a little bit of Josh Hart talking about his sophomore season. Hey, folks, this is technically the first full season Josh Hart has run. And I'll tell you what, he has made a name for himself. They do not take that RNL Carriers car lightly. They do not take it lightly. Uh, you're going to have to run down to the finish line because they are, you know? And they're going to run down there with everybody else in the low 60s because they can do it at over 330 miles per hour. Certainly excited to see what they do next season in their true sophomore season because this is their first full season. So I would only consider, you know, you know, I would consider this their really their first season, uh, even though last season uh, was truly the first season. But it was it was a uh, it wasn't full time. Uh, but, you know, he won his first race out. You know, Daryl Russell is another top fuel driver who did that. And, uh, you know, so. I always can we compare him to Daryl Russell because not many folks have won their first race that they competed in in Nitro, uh, especially in Top Fuel. Uh, so let's move on. Let's go on to Top Fuel Funny Car round number three. We got Alexis DeJoria, who's number six. We got Cruz Pedregon, who qualified number two after those four solid 84s in qualifying. We got Bob Tasker, who qualified number five, and then Ron Caps, who qualified number one. Folks, this is the first race in a long time that number one, two, three, and four in the Nitro Funny Car class were not in the semifinals. Let me just say that. We didn't talk about the air conditions. I, got, I was so excited. <laughs> the air conditions were 63 because it's not changed a whole lot for Funny Car because that was just four or two pairs ago. 63 degrees air temp for the fans. They needed a jacket. It was 33% humidity, uh, the relative humidity. The barometer is 29.97 inches. The adjusted altitude is 1,675 feet. The track temperature is 88 degrees. It's gone down a little bit from the previous session. How about Cruz Pedregon is going to get the win over Alexis DeJoria? 3.864, sorry. 331.77 miles per hour. How about the other car in the other lane was going over 330 miles per hour as well. 3.880, 330.15 miles per hour for Alexis DeJoya. She left the starting line second by four thousandths of a second. That's going to mean 10 feet down there on the top end of the racetrack for the snap-on Hellcat Dodge, and let's talk about the Bandera. The I say I do this every week. Bandero Premium Tequila, the Toyota Racing Supra of Alexis DeJoria, tuned by Dale Worsham and Nikki Bonafont. Cruz Pedregon is currently being tuned by Lee Beard, and it's so cool to say his name on a podcast. That's that. I mean, you know, when last time he was crew chiefing, you know. I didn't have this, and I was young. <laughs> so I'm glad to say his name on my platform. It's pretty cool. And John Collins with the rest of the, the gang for Cruz Pedregon. They're going to move on. Uh, let's look at this. So how about Cruz Pedregon was only behind at 60 feet, and he was behind by six thousandths of a second. He was ahead by eight thousandths of a second at 330. He was uh, 
ahead by one uh, hundredth of a second at the 660 foot blocks. And the approximate margin of victory was 10 feet down there. 284 for Cruz Pedregon at 660 to 282 for Alexis. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Delexia. Delexia. Who is that? I, is that a new driver? Is that, do y'all know who that is? I don't. I'm <laughs> Alexis um, was right there with him. I mean, she was shaking his car from with the shock waves from her header pipes. That's how close it was down there. She was right next to him. Ten feet. Ah, that's about a car length, right? But, you know, she was she was rattling his windows. I'll tell you that. Uh, so in the next one, we got Ron Caps and Bob Tasca the third. Ron Caps has to win if he wants a championship. Well, guess what? He's going to do it. 3.865, miles per hour to Bob Tasca's very style, 3.905, 327.11 miles per hour for Motocraft and Quick Lane. But that Napa gear wrench, Toyota Racing Supra is going to get down there first. 334 out the back, folks. How about that? Uh, let's talk about who left first. So they were dead even on the step of the throttle. When the light turned green, they left at the same time. 59 to a 59. They leave with identical reaction times. Tasca's early lead is done right before the 330-foot lights. They run right together until about 660 foot, where Cap pulls further ahead for a close finish. He will have lane choice in the final round over Cruz Pedragon by one thousandth of a second. I'm sorry, he will have, wait, let me make sure I said this right. Uh, no, Cruz is going to have lane choice in the final round. 3.684 or 3.8, this is in top fuel. <laughs> so that that is a, a run that, was, that could be possible. 3.864 uh, is going to be a 3.8. Six five for lane choice. Not in the race, though. Not in the race. Uh, this puts Caps in the lead. So he has the points lead, but he has to take the tree. He has to take the tree in the final round. Uh, he, he If he loses uh, any type of points, uh, Robert Hike could win the championship. So this was finished at 3-3-3. Three, three, three. <laughs> three, 33. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, 3.33 p.m. was the end of the final, uh, well, when they pulled the shoes down there. 19 feet down there at the top end of the racetrack. So just look at how they're moving down there. They were so close in the early part of the run. And then down there at the top end of the racetrack, uh, Caps just pulls away. By 660 feet, he is a full three hundredths of a second ahead of Bob Tasca in terms of time, 287 to Tasca's 280 uh, down there at the other end of the racetrack. How about that? So we just heard both of uh, the, the um, we heard, we, we talked about them, but we need to listen to them now. Let's take a listen to the Funny Car semifinals. So we play He Said, She Said with 12,000 horsepower Funny Cars. Three point eight six four. Cruz Pedregon's going to the final. Three point eight 
4.80 for Alexis DeJoria. Not enough, four thousandths difference in reaction time. And Cruz Pedregon continues his barrage from the Makers and Fixers edition. Snap on Dodge, 3.864 will put him in the final round. Jason. Walking off the line here with John Collins. And well, this is the weekend this team's been hunting for all season. Yeah, I mean, it's good for this team. We're just working on our next year program. It's great to go to a final here. We love this place. Watch again on the NHRA.TV replay. We have seen some wacky stuff. We've seen some boomer stuff. And we've seen some great racing. Put this one in the third category. That is a great race down to the finish line stripe. And Cruz Pedregon got it by a little more than a hundredth. An hour ago, Ron Caps was so happy with Bob Tasca. He offered him free delivery from any Napa Auto Parts store anywhere in the country. And right now, all he wants to do is beat him. Ron Caps, like Antron Brown, during the winter break, started his own team, Ron Caps Motorsports. They won Indy together. They're trying to win Pomona together. But Ron, even more important, big picture, is trying to keep the number one on the side of his car. Napa came along. Gear wrench jumped on board. His former manufacturer opted not to, and Toyota stepped in, said, we want to put you in a Gazoo Supra. And Ron Caps is trying to deliver a championship for him. He must get around Tasca to assume the point lead. And Tasca doesn't care who wins the championship. He wants to win the Auto Club Finals. Anybody remember what happened here last year? Bob Tasca won the Auto Club Finals. A championship run coming at you. Ron Caps wins it 386, 334 miles an hour. Bob Tasca goes 3.905 at 327. They had identical reaction times, and Ron Caps takes over the point lead. Now, here's the situation, race fans. Ron Caps is in the lead, but we cannot officially declare him the champion yet. If he were to have a penalty in the final round, and be deducted points, Robert could still win. Is that gonna happen? Probably not. But, kinda like when there's eight seconds left in the Super Bowl, you gotta snap the ball that one last time. So Ron Caps takes over the point lead, the Napa Auto Parts, Gazoo Toyota, first year owner, trying to become three-time champion. Starting line. Down here with Dean Antonelli and Guido, man. The run of the season for you guys right there, and all you have to do is come up here in the final and not take a points deduction. Well, I mean, gosh, you get here, and <laughs> that reset tightens everything up. I feel bad for Robert because he really was running away with it, but it's who runs the best in the last six, and we're fortunate. Our guys give us great car, and we got the best sponsors. You come into this year with Ron, a new team, not even having a, a manufacturer beside you when you get to the first race of the year here at Pomona, and now you find yourself here. What are your thoughts and emotions thinking about how this year came together for you guys? 
Um, really just the next round right now. I mean, the race isn't over. It's great, but we got another round. Remember what David Grubnick said earlier in the day? We'll celebrate when the race is over. And it ain't over yet. So, like I said, Ron Caps has to go up there and not take a points deduction. He cannot cross the center line or or anything of that or, or or oil down. Like there's a couple things that can happen, but you know, that doesn't happen a whole lot for the for that Napa car. Uh, so moving on, we're into the finals. How about the Pro Stock Motorcycle Final? Angie Smith is going to get the win over Joey Gladstone, 6749, 199.55 miles an hour, next to Joey Gladstone, who was 29 on the tree. Uh, Angie was just a little better, 17. So they're going to finish number one and two in the points. How about that? Hus uh, is going to finish right behind her husband. Uh, so. 29 for Joey Gladstone and then seven, uh, 6.739 at 199.67 miles per hour. On the way here, they beat some big names there. Let's start with Joey. Hector Arana, Stouffer, and Matt Smith gets the champion in the previous, sec, uh, in the previous session. And Angie, um, going from semis to the first round, we got Steve Johnson, Joey uh, Savoy, Jerry Savoy, and then Fred Camarena is going to uh, be what that is right there. Okay, let's talk about the weather conditions because it's not going to change a whole lot for the Nitro categories. 4.26 p.m. The air temperature is 62 degrees, not gotten over 69 today. That's pretty cool. Uh, 35 degrees, or I'm sorry, 35% humidity. The barometer is 29.98 inches. The adjusted altitude is 1,528 feet. The track temperature is a mere 88 degrees. The approximate margin of victory down there, folks, 7 inches at over two or almost 200 miles an hour, folks. That's awesome. Let's talk about pro stock car that final. How about Erica Enders and Greg Anderson? Greg Anderson is going to get the win for the Hendricks Racing Team 6 51 6 210 31. He's going to send the champ, the five time champ, home, and they're coming back with a vengeance. He already said it. We're going to be back and we got plans. Uh, we're not going to let her run away with it like we did this year. They didn't have the greatest year, uh, and they'll be the first people to tell you that. I'm not telling you anything they wouldn't, you know. So, uh, Erica Enders, how about the ET? How about the elapsed times, folks? This is what I mean when I say pro stop. 6.515. That's Erica Enders. To, er to Greg Anderson, 6.516, one thousandth of a second on the other end of the racetrack. But on the in terms of the distance between the margin of victory or the margin of victory itself, I don't know why I tried to explain that. I just couldn't just say margin of victory. I'm excited. 12 feet. 12 feet, but one thousandth of a second on the scoreboard in the elapsed time. Both over 210. 210.01. For Erica Enders, 210.31 for Greg Anderson. Great. That's amazing. How about Greg Anderson wins his 101st Wally? He got his 100th win at Indy. You couldn't have wrote it. We did a show about it. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So let me 
see. I'm trying to talk close because I'm facing away. Okay. Let's talk Nitro. How about Top Fuel was first on this day? Because we had a championship to decide and crown. We already crowned the championship in this class. So let's bring them up first. Let's bring them and let's have them run their final. How about Austin Proc and Antron Brown? Austin Proc is in the left lane and Antron Brown is in the right. Antron Brown made a fast, solid run, 3.701. 320.74 miles per hour, but he's not going to beat that Montana Brands, Rocky Mountain Twist, JFR, Cornwell Tools, Peak Antifreeze and Coolant, AAA of Southern California, Power Solar. Check it out. 3.641 at 336 miles per hour. 336.23 Miles per hour, the road to the final. Let's talk about it. We didn't do that in pro stock. Let me go back one second, folks. One second. Let's go back. Greg Anderson beat uh, Chris McGahey. He beat Bo Butner. And he beat Fernando Quadra. Let's talk about who Erica beat. McGahey. Coughlin. Stanfield. Those are not easy outs, folks. Erica earned her way in the final, and she is going to go on. The winter break, it's here. It's okay. Uh, but she made it to the final. So, I mean, that I mean that team has nothing to hang their heads about. And they also announced that uh, Bo Butner is going to be teaming up with them. There are going to be two red elite cars out there next year, um, and they're going to be the same team, elite. So Elite has got like 50 cars now. It's crazy. But anyway, back to Top Fuel. Back to the 30-foot-long Top Fuel cars. Uh, Sean Langdon, Leah Pruitt, and Brittany Forrest is who Austin Proc beat to get to the final. How about he was 1,000th of a second off of his semifinal elapsed time? 1,000th of a second. And he was one mile per hour off of his uh, semifinal ET. Uh Antron Brown was the quickest. This was um, the quickest run of the day. 3.701. Uh, the quickest run was in the first round when he beat his teammate Ashley. 3.704. So by three thousandths of a second, he makes his best run of the day. And it's not good enough. We're going to take a listen to it. But how about Proc is going to get his third win of his career. We love that when that happens. So let's take a listen. Let's listen. Rocky Mountain Twist, Frank Teague, John Force Racing, and Antron Brown, the new team owner for Mapco Tools. Sirius XM, Brian and Mark. You can see the crowd down on the starting line and we're inviting you fans to come down and join them after their final final. We're going to bring our Camping World Champions back up. And we're going to have a little in-depth conversation with them. But first, we have to figure out who's going home with the Auto Club Raceway Trophy. Next year, this place will have a new name. Last time you get one, says Auto Club. Antron moves way over by the center line, 3.6. Four, four, one, 336 miles an hour. 
Austin Proc wins Pomona to start the year and to end the year. Antron Brown goes 3.701. That thing was dancing up on a center line down there. And Austin Proc gets a win. And like Ken Black, a trophy headed into retirement for Ron Tobler. Watching it one more time. Look at Antron's car. Made a really hard move there. Gets over by the blocks. Keeps it where it needs to be. But Austin Proc stepping up big. The last two runs, his best two runs. Let's go to the starting line. And I'm, and I'm down here with Joe Barlow, Mr. Co-Crew Chief on this car. And you're looking over Ron Tober getting interviewed by Bruno Mitchell for the Fox Show. It is final race. He's got him in. How's that sound? That's so awesome. I just want to thank him for all he's done for our team and thank John Force and everybody there and Frank Teeks for having us out here and all the guys that put this car together and all the cars at JFR because we're a big team and everybody helps everybody. And uh, no better way to end this day than right here. We get to win all winter. Up on the big screen, you saw Austin, his ceremonial salute from the top of the wing after he wins. Helmet comes off, winner's hat, winner's medal, winner's trophy. He won the last ever Auto Club Finals. Next year, we'll be celebrating with In-N-Out Burger. And he made his best run ever at 3.641 seconds to do it. Let's hear from Austin. Austin, you kicked off your season with a finals appearance here. You will finish your season with the win here. It was a season that tested you. You hit that dragster at one point. The adversity that you faced this season, how did it better your craft? You know, it was my sophomore season, and, uh, you know, they, they say that's typically a slouch, but we ain't no slouch. Uh, you know, we came out swinging when it counted. And, uh, you know, honestly, I just wish we would have got a better start to the countdown. Uh, we probably could have won this deal. So this car's running great. I'm looking forward to next year already. But for Ron Tobler, the legend that he is and he's going out on top and top fuel uh, what a better storyline than that so really proud Joe Barlam Montana brand Frank Teagues is here I finally won with Teagues in the house that's back-to-back -back for John Force Racing and uh, I can't wait for next year let's go can't wait for next year congratulations to auto uh, I mean Austin Proc Brittany Forrest I mean they, they didn't have a bad day right you know uh, it didn't go as well as they would have wanted to uh, in the funny car class, of course, they would want Robert in the final uh, fighting for the championship right next to uh, Robert Height or right next to Ron Caps. Excuse me. Uh, but let's talk about <laughs> there's a lot of notes here, folks. <laughs> so this this run, I actually printed out the uh, the incrementals for this one because uh, this is just crazy. Um, three point eight five oh three hundred thirty three point one six miles per hour. You'll hear Ron say. I got it over there next to the wall because I didn't want to touch the center line and get that point deduction because uh, literally it, it could have ended right there. Uh, and we'll talk about the Well, before we do that, before we do that, Brittany Forrest is number one. She's going to end on top. Antron Brown is going to end number two. Austin Proc is number three. Justin Ashley is number four. Mike Ash. Mike Ashley, that he's not racing anymore. Mike Salinas is number five. Steve Torrance is number six. Josh Hart is number seven. Clay Milliken is number eight. Sean Langdon is number nine. And rounding out the top ten in top fuel for 2022, it's going to be Doug Kalitta. All right. So now we're back in the funny car. 333 for Ron Caps. 16 
at the end of it, 333.16 miles per hour. He got over near the wall. He did not win. Cruz ran it out the back end. How about the biggest speed he's run all weekend? 335.65 miles per hour. And how about a 3.839, miles per hour? Both cars over 333. Both cars. Both cars over 330. Well over 330. Ron Caps beat Jeff Ferrin, Tim Wilkerson, and Bob Tasker the third. Cruz Petragon beat Jason Rupert, John Force, and Alexis DeJoria. How about the margin of victory at the top end of the racetrack? Five feet. Caps. I mean, I tell you what. Congratulations to Ron Caps. He's going to win the 2022 championship. He just barely lost in this round, but he's going to repeat number 2000. And well, I guess it's not number (laughs) last year. He's now the two time back to back. Do you know who the last person who did this was? John Forrest back to back 2001 and 2002. It hasn't happened in 20 years. Congratulations to Ron Caps as a team owner. I don't care what the haters say. He's a team owner. He's writing the checks. He's signing the checks, the front and the back of them now. They write the checks to him. Ron Caps Motorsports. I don't care what you say. He's buying all his parts. He's doing this. He's doing that. I don't like taking people's accomplishments away. He won the championship as a team owner. This is a really long podcast. <laughs> but anyway, we got to listen to it. And then uh, we're going to come back and jump off. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking with me throughout this whole year. I know it's been kind of crazy and kind of kind of hard to keep up with sometimes. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. But anyway, I said we were going to talk about the uh, the incrementals. 288.33 for uh, Ron Caps to 289.01. For Cruz Pedragon, uh, I'm starting. My voice starting to crack. Three twelve four uh, for Ron Caps to a three eleven five, three point one one five, three point one two four for Ron Caps. He's gonna get the championship. That's inc- that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so congratulations to that team. Let's take a listen to it. We're gonna hear him talk about it, and we're gonna be done. This is going to be the end of another episode of the Nitro Performance Guy. We're going to let we're going to let the NHRA on Fox. Well, I guess it's on Fox and TV or NHRA TV. We're going to let them take us out. We're going to be back with a lot of interesting content over the next uh, couple months. So just because the season's over doesn't mean we're stopping. We got a lot of exciting things going on, but this has been a long one. So we're going to just. It, do our salutations now. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Bye-bye. Ron Caps, the Napa Auto Parts team. Came in here two-plus rounds behind. Made up the plus in qualifying with that rocket shot to number one last night, about this time. And then worked his way through the field right here. 
And he's going to have to face Cruz, who I still believe has had the best car here all weekend, even though Ron stole that number one qualifying spot for him. Man, that snap-on car has really snapped out of a funk here. Cruz Pedregon's probably wishing the Winter Nationals were tomorrow. But it's not too late for him to pick up a trophy this year, and that'll sure make the winter break a little more pleasant down there on Northfield Drive. Actually, South Point Circle, just off of Northfield Drive. That's where all the teams are. That's Mountain Indiana. That's Ron Caps took a huge chance, made a huge investment, and did what Cruz Pedregon did a number of years ago, start his own team. And now he's about to be crowned champion for the third time as a driver and the first as an owner. Cruz Pedregon wins the race. Ron Caps wins the championship, 3.8. Three nine three hundred thirty-five miles an hour for Cruz, and that Makers and Fixers edition Snap-on Dodge puts a crowning moment on a spectacular weekend. Ron Caps goes three eighty-five at three hundred thirty-three miles an hour, and the Napa guys celebrate for Toyota Gazoo Supra gear wrench. Ron Caps is now a three-time champion as a driver. And he won for the first time as a team owner. Watch it again. They left within one thousandth of a second. Ron and Cruz identical at 3.30. Cruz a smidge out in front at the eighth mile. Cruz wins it by one hundredth of a second at the finish line. Cruz Pedregon picks up the win. Ron Caps picks up the championship. Did you know? It's been 20 years since a driver won Funny Car Championships back-to-back. -back. Let me guess, John Forrest? Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Alan, I, I, I sat up there as a kid many times to watch some of the biggest moments in NHRA history, John Forrest being one of them. Um, and to be on the stage like that and have a chance at it, uh, Robert Height, Proc, that team, uh, to win eight races and not come up with a championship is insane to think of, right? Um, but they are great champions, and they bring the very best, as does every funny car. And I go down the list. I did earlier. Top 15 funny cars. I would be ecstatic to have me represent them and have them represent the funny car division in NHRA. Everybody is so great, and um, it's, it's, it's a shame somebody has to win. I'm glad we did it. We pulled it off, but, my God, it's just uh, to what happened today, I hope you guys realize so everybody knows, I was supposed to shut the car off at half track on that run, right? If I crossed the center line, I was going to lose 10 points, and I was going to lose the world championship. Do you realize that? So, so I, I, I asked him, if I touch the wall, is that a 10-point infraction? They said no. So I hugged the wall down there and ran it as far as I can. I also did the longest burnout I've done in like five years. So I hope you guys appreciate what happened. I'm sure... I do. I do want you fans to know also there was some discussion going on up in the tower. That rule may not be in place next year because we have seen before. We don't want you to not race the final because of that. And hopefully they'll be able to make that adjustment. Yeah, I, I talked in tech and they are going to change it for you guys. It, it's an unfortunate thing, but it was a rule that's important. But I got to tell you, driving a funny car and we had the conversation slugger from Toyota. 
Guido, my crew chief, and I could have been the dumbest guy on planet Earth if it would have gone out there and crossed the center line and we lost a world championship. Um, but it felt good, and I didn't want to lift, and I didn't see Cruz, and I said, I'm going to go until I see Sparks out the left side, and if I see Sparks, it's okay. We're still going to win the championship, but what a great drag race. Uh, I cannot say thank you enough to everybody, obviously Napa and Toyota and Gear Wrench and everybody we, we talk about, but to do it here in Pomona as a home track, my family, you guys, you fans have pushed me all year long to come up every day and say you're 100% with me being a team owner and you're so with what we're doing. It, it means the world. I don't want to get too emotional right now, but you guys, uh, this is the best place in the world to win a drag race. And to be able to do it in front of you guys on <laughs> Wally Parks Avenue, the most historic drag race in the world, the best fans, bar none, um, it doesn't get any better. It, it actually does get better. I wonder if you've thought about this. You won the championship last year. You went to the banquet. They gave you a check. You gave it to Don. This year, they're going to give you a check, and what are you going to do with it? We're going to the bar. Ron Caps, ladies and gentlemen, a three-time Funny Car Champion.